Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. So, well, what a damp squibble that was, Catherine Whittaker. We spent two days trying to build up to Serena Williams against Maria Sharapova, and it hasn't happened. Here we are, sitting on a Monday evening. Welcome, everybody, by the way, to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. We'd love to tell you all about the wonderful match that Serena Williams and Maria Sharapova had, but it didn't happen. And uh, I am currently sitting uh, at Serbia... Where am I sitting? I'm currently sitting at Serbiton uh, Racket and Lawn Tennis Club uh, in London, where a lovely grass court tennis tournament is going on, a challenger event. Just seen Mikhail Yushni walk past. Uh, and Catherine is at Roland Garros uh, licking her wounds a little bit because the big match didn't happen. What has happened today, Catherine? Oh, it's, but what an absolute stinker of a disappointment, David. Just an absolutely horrible horribly flat day here at Roland Garros. I should say that Fabio Fanini is doing his best to make it not so. He is currently uh, at three points all in the fourth set tiebreak, attempting to come back from two sets to love down against Marin Cilic and take it into a fifth and and give the Philippe Chatrier crowd... yeah, a reason to leave Roland Garros happy today because uh, I would imagine that for a good portion of the day they were feeling not so. They got a an absolute demolition job from Halep on Elise Mertens. They got pretty much close to that from Kazakina on Wozniacki. They got a non-event uh, in Serena Williams and uh, Maria Sharapova and then for a while it looked like Marin Cilic was going to bulldoze his way past Fabio Fanini. So the Italian, after again... Uh, what must be a, a truly miraculous uh, turn from the physio who was called called to court after the first set. Um, yeah, he, he's doing his best to, to give them something to be happy about. So good on him. But other than that, David, other than that, a stinker. I mean, basically, the, the, the fact of the matter, as I understand them, as I sit here on a lovely deck chair, a wooden deck chair uh, in, in Surbiton, is that, uh, what was it, about about half an hour before Serena Williams against Maria Sharapova was due to take place, Serena, the, the word started to go around, didn't it? Rumours started to surface, and, and a w- word coming from France Television uh, through Guy Forger, the tournament director, was that, that there was an issue for Serena Williams, that she was not fit, 
and that she might not be able to play. And then I believe there was a press conference called, and lo and behold, that that's what happened. She, she, she's got an arm problem, hasn't she? It's actually a, a right pectoral uh, problem, I believe. I, I believe, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, it might be something relating to the fact that she's still breastfeeding, uh, something that was a very interestingly and candidly documented um I, I think in the in the documentary she's she's done being Serena, but also in the interview that she did with um, Chris Clary, who was on the podcast yesterday, she's she's had to continue breastfeeding longer than she intended to. I mean, and just just another layer of layer of uh, mind boggling uh, <laughs> um, athleticism and, and uh, perseverance from Serena to be to be breastfeeding throughout everything. Um, that she's putting her body through on the tennis court as well. But, uh, yeah, a right pectoral injury. There were warning signs last night when she and Sister Venus were playing doubles. They went out in the doubles. It was a two-hour-long match. I've seen quite a few people raise eyebrows about the fact that she was playing the doubles, the fact that she hadn't put out, pulled out of the doubles after progressing so far in, in the singles. And who knows, maybe it, it, maybe it wasn't prudent for her to have been... Uh, toiling away on the doubles court late last night um, with, by all accounts, a waning serve. I believe her service speed had dropped off to sort of half of its uh, expected velocity by the end of that match. So a few people that had caught flashes of that match had flagged that there were potential issues with Serena, but I don't think anyone dared believe that it might be so, that we actually might be denied the spectacle that, that we'd all... Put our put rested all of our hopes on to to set fire to this tournament. It's not been a bad tournament, but it felt like we needed that. You know, it really did feel like okay, this is what we've we've spent nine days waiting for, um, and for it just not to happen. Oh goodness, David, it's an absolute bummer. I I, I was just thinking that um, that the sheer level of hype. That, that we've all put into this. And it's all been really natural as well. There's not been a person I haven't spoken to who hasn't been excited about this, R- regardless of the fact that it's 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 was, what, 18 or 19-2 in terms of the head-to-head. The fact is that people were, were just really up for this and and therefore for it to not to happen just just is a real shame i think that everybody's just really disappointed on that level i was trying to think when was the the last time as dan evans walks past and waves uh, so hello dan um i i was trying to work out when was the last time the tennis world was this down in the dumps about a match that didn't happen. I mean, it'd pro- probably be one of those Federer and Nadal matches at the US Open when everybody thinks that's going to happen, and then lo and behold, uh, somebody else beats one of them. And well, gets there was in the way. Federer withdrawing from the final at the O2, wasn't there? A couple of years back, yeah, that was true. that was pretty big. They managed to to cobble together an exhibition match uh, at very short notice, which is pretty good going, I would say, uh, from the organisers there. Um, but yeah, this has got to rank right up there, and you have to wonder, and we can only wonder. Did she go and talk to the crowd at all? No, uh, there Serena, was speculation that one? that might happen, um, and actually, by the time it was announced to the the Philippe Chatrier court, I th- there wasn't quite the the consternation, the the murmur, and the gasp that uh, we thought there might be, because I think a lot of people had looked at their phones or had been sent text messages or seen Twitter or whatever, and had got wind of uh, the news. So there wasn't that dramatic. Um, uh, uh, intake of breath 
um, that a lot of people were expecting. Um, and yeah, we're left to speculate as, as to whether if it hadn't been a match against Sharapova, whether she would have given it a go, you know, whether she, you know, it was the fact that it was Sharapova and she doesn't want to give away anything, give away any edge, risk any kind of beating at the hands of Sharapova, whether it would have been different if it had been, you know, taking the risk of of losing and not being able to perform against somebody different. We will never know, David. I'd love, though, to be inside the mind of Maria Sharapova today. Yeah, I mean, to, to well, yeah, because she's kind of stopped the run, but uh, only with a walkover uh, of eighteen match wins in a row for Serena Williams. I, I, I think we'll find out depending on when Serena next plays the sport to some degree. I mean, if she would uh, be able to play after a week off, say, and 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 come out and play maybe Birmingham or Eastbourne the week after or something like that, maybe you might. I, I. I I could certainly imagine, I don't know this for a fact, of course, but I could certainly imagine that if she's thinking, well, I don't feel 100% here, I don't feel that fit, and I am not going to lose this record against Maria Sharapova by being anywhere short of 100% fit. I, I could imagine her feeling like that. Um, I may be wrong, but, that, but but I could certainly imagine that. Sharapova now plays Muguruza, David, so it's not like the challenge gets... Uh all that much easier for a Muguruza who continues okay she got a bit lucky today with the, the retirement of her opponent Lucia Serenko they ended up having to play on, on court number one actually that match moved because Longlen was was progressing so slowly today I mean it feels like there have been more shifts and more moving parts and more bizarre decisions in the scheduling here this year than ever before I have to say um, but yeah Muguruza uh, barely breaking a sweat to make it through to the quarterfinals. So, yeah, it's not like Sharapova can go, oh, great, the test is over. It, I will process to the final now. Uh, I think she's the underdog against Muguruza, I do. Who, who did Muguruza beat again? Lisa Serenko, David, but uh, oh, yes. yeah, by yes. uh, by retirement in the end, a leg injury for oh, Serenko. Dear. So, yeah, a real shame. Um, yeah, to have uh, another not having much luck injury today, infe- no, an injury infected matchup, and uh, yeah, I'm afraid uh, uh, as much as there were impressive performances from Halep and Kerber, their two matches rather disappointed as well. I mean, Halep was blistering, David. Elise Mertens didn't do much wrong, and uh, yeah, really? she lost six two six one. Um, yeah, I mean, she just, she looked so shell-shocked. She looked like, uh, yeah, she, she, yeah, she looked like she didn't know what had, what had happened to, whether she was coming or going. Um, poor Elise Mertens ended the match on a double fault, couldn't get out of there quick enough. Um, and, uh, similarly, um, Angelique Kerber, I can't believe... Caroline Garcia wasn't able to, to give her a slightly better match, 6-2, 6-3. But Kerber, 12th seed, not being talked about. She's being very low-key here. German no. Eurosport saying that uh, she's, you know, she's she's not being she's not being rude. She's doing everything that's required of her. But she is definitely um, aiming to, to keep herself more away from the spotlight and do less media and just, you know, get back to basics a little bit here and... Hey, on her weakest surface by far, it's, you know, quarterfinal is already a good result for her here, I think, in her own mind, certainly. So she's now playing with house money from here on in. Um, she does have the number one seed next. That's a bit of a complicating factor. But yeah, I, I, I'm so impressed with Kerber to beat Garcia and Burton's um, consecutively. 
uh, in both in straight sets very very impressive yeah it is uh, I, I i have to say i've always thought of her a little bit like caroline wozniacki on clay it just doesn't really fit and her game doesn't do that much damage i i would probably have picked today garcia to have beaten kerber before that match took place i don't, I don't know about you i would have thought she would have had a bit more spite on her shots and be able to dominate yeah match. i'm pretty sure i had garcia at least in my quarterfinals possibly more i mean some of the tennis i've seen her play this clay court season david has been sublime and of course some of the tennis she played at the back end of last season similarly sublime she can be just breathtaking the sound the ball makes when it comes off her racket is almost peerless it's almost like no other um and how she's not quite able to make it work when it matters most is a problem i hope she's looking to solve frankly hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official etf of the ncaa the future isn't scary not realizing its potential however could be Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. The match that was on court before Serena Williams against Sharapova was due to get out there was Nadal against Martyra, Maximilian Martyra, who I haven't seen a huge amount of. What 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 was that like? I mean, he's a lefty, isn't he? I, I, and I know Chris Clary was talking about the, the the incredible left-handed exchanges they were having, and he did. I think he broke Nadal for two love at the start of the match. He did. Nadal came out looking a little little bit nervous, playing a lefty he's never played before, not seen much of him play before. He it definitely took him a few games to really get a handle on what was going on out there but 
I spoke to um, to Maximilian Martyr yesterday um, on the off-site practice courts, actually, just to get a bit of a preview of this match. Really sweet chap, really lovely guy. A um, little bit nervous, but but very charming. Um, very very happy to talk. Um, but I asked him about tactics. I said, you know, it's a it's a big talking point this uh, this fortnight about you know how do you solve a problem like Nadal at Roland Garros and uh, you know why aren't people trying anything different against him and and you know giving him uh, trying to surprise him or you know take him out of his comfort zone why are people trying to beat him over at his own game and that is patently not doable and the poor guy um I I think I I sort of um flummoxed him a bit I felt really guilty for hitting him with he really sort of his eyes sort of went wide and he went oh but um you know I can't I don't think I can change my game and um you know the only the only guy <laughs> that's beaten him uh, on clay uh, this year is is Dominic Team and uh, he hits it really big so I think I'm just going to try and hit it really big and and make him work hard for his points and you know I'll see what happens and I thought bless you mate <laughs> but that's not going to it's not going to work yeah I you know I look I'm not a tennis coach uh, I'm sure whatever I'd told him to do today wouldn't have worked either but you got a break first yeah, game <laughs> yeah and then it all went downhill I just thought oh bless you you're going to yeah it's just not going to work and somebody needs to be brave enough to to I, I, I don't know it's interesting I spoke it was the legends all access hour today and I, I spoke to Michael Chang uh, the uh, and asked him whether he would consider drop shotting Nadal and in a very long-winded way very interesting long-winded way he said yes <laughs> he would he would at the very least consider it um, and I asked Marit Safin um, how he would approach uh, trying to play Nadal here at Roland Garros, and he uh, referenced uh, the employment of a hitman. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's your range of uh, your range of tactics to consider employing. Yeah, I have. Do you know? I have to say, I would love to have watched Marit Safin at his best have a go at Nadal because because his backhand was just so big. Uh, Safin from from the high up shoulder position where he would be hitting a lot of balls. I think that would be really been interesting to see him have a go. Um, but he certainly thought he would have had a chance. And it's actually not that dissimilar to the way that Zverev plays this, plays the sport. So I, I no, think, and he, he's a big fan of Zverev. I think Safin, Safin, big big Safin, fan. I felt was had a, had the better serve and the better forehand. Um, but obviously Zverev's still very young. So I, I do feel that if Zverev just had enough left in the tank and had a really good day, he could he could be an interesting opponent for him. But still, on this court, if the sun shines, I mean, that's the, the other big thing is we, the weather is is a factor and it's going to be very interesting yeah. to see in week two because I believe there is due to be quite a bit of rain in, around in Paris in week two, isn't there? Yes, David. Well, I have to say there was a rain forecast today uh, and uh, I thought, right then, I'll uh, I'll dress warm, I'll dress practically, I'll wear my jeans and some trainers and I have been a sweaty hot mess <laughs> all day. Um, so it is yet another absolute um, horror show of a weather forecast from a uh, Parisian... Uh, slash French 
weather forecasters. I really need them to get their act together so that I can dress appropriately uh, for the day ahead and not spend the day uh, in a sweaty heap. Thanks very much. But yes, the forecast is dreadful. And uh, another thing that Michael Chang had to say is that that that's pretty much the only thing he thinks that could give anybody a chance against Nadal. Heavy, damp conditions. He also said they should consider having a word with the the guy uh, that is, is so hilariously nicknamed Jose that waters down the court because he uses a hose to do that. Um, they should have a word with him and get him to water the court a little bit extra every day before it's played on because that would uh, make it heavier uh, and would not favour Nadal. But I'm pretty sure that is uh, outside of the rule book. So it, it, that it probably falls somewhere in between underarm serve and hitman. <laughs> On, right. the, uh, on the tactics yeah. list. No, I don't think that was going to wash somehow. Um, well, I, I've had a love. Do you want to know about my day, Catherine? Because I've had a lovely time. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. That's, that's what people tune into the tennis podcast for, isn't it, David? Find out about my day. In Surbiton, you don't understand. I've been to... While you've been... You've been faffing around on the clay in Paris. I've been to the Queen's Club today where uh, they've nearly completed building the centre court. The grass looks pristine um, and they're dressing the sides and it looks lovely. And then I've come over to Surbiton um, for this uh, Challenger event, which I've never been to this tournament before. I don't know whether you've ever been. Um, But it's it's just so interesting to see a tournament like this with with lots of you know pretty well-known names i mean i'm literally sitting about 10 feet away at the moment from mikhail Yuzhny, who's who's had his match today he's he's having his dinner in the cafe um and everything is just so low-key by comparison to some of the international events that we see around the circuit i, I remember talking to you about the shrewsbury tournament that i went to back in february and this is a, a step up from that in terms of there's a lot more matches I and mean, it's a higher grade tournament it's men's and women's um and it has a, a real history to it this tournament it didn't get played for a few years but now is back uh, the last few years and It's just great. I mean, there's just row upon row of tennis matches taking place side by side. You know, some courts with with quite a, you know, the centre court's got quite a big crowd and then there's just a few people on the others. We were watching uh, Alex Dimonor play, the young Australian, who, what a player he looks on grass. I mean, he... He, I actually came here, Catherine, to, to, to interview and to, to visit Leighton Hewitt, who's here playing doubles, and he's going to play doubles with Nick Kyrgios at uh, the Fever Tree Championships at Queen's in a couple of weeks' time. So I came here, and it's an interview that we'll be able to have for you here on the Tennis Podcast uh, in, a, in the next couple of weeks. I'm not going to tell you all about it, because I don't want to give, the, give all the detail away, but he is just so interesting to talk to. Had half an hour with Leighton um, and, and watched his protege, Alex Dimonor, and and, oh my goodness, it was so light watching Leighton at 19 years of age. You know, his ability to chase down balls and conjure lobs and passing shots out of nowhere and returns. It was fantastic to watch. Um, and uh, so I think we could be seeing quite a bit more from Alex Dimonor on, on the grass over the next few weeks. Uh, he, he's certainly a heck of a talent. So what, what about um, tomorrow in Paris, Catherine, because well, it's... Well, hang uh, on, David. Hang on, David. Today is not yet done. Oh, right. Because What's Fabio Fellini, he's only blooming taken it to a fifth set, hasn't he? Oh, really? He has. He certainly has. 7-4 in the tie break and uh, Chilich serving 30-love, 1-2. 
Crikey. in the fifth set. And it wouldn't be the first uh, comeback from two sets love down today because we have not yet mentioned, David, little Diego Schwartzman. Oh, yes, of course, Diego. And the first two sets, were, weren't they 6-2, 6-1 to Kevin Anderson, who is a good foot and a half Yeah, one and two. Him. And Anderson served for the match in the third set and the fourth. Schwartzman took them 7-5, 7-6, in that tiebreak, David. Can you imagine? I, I wasn't able to see it, but Kevin Anderson losing a tiebreak to zero. Wow. I mean, amazing. And then, and then Schwartzman went on to get the double break in the decider. The scenes out on Suzanne Longland were amazing. I mean, obviously the handshake at the net was, was quite the picture, but Schwartzman, just so much celebration. I mean... Bless him. He's going to get crushed to smithereens, isn't he, by Nadal? <laughs> the last thing you need when you're going to play Rafael Nadal at Roland Garros is uh, a five-set comeback physical battle. But goodness me, he's done well. I mean, yes, I think he will. But I, I also think that he's one of the few players that has the sort of artillery of ground strokes and the speed around the court to at least make it interesting. We'll find out. I think I don't think when I say crush the smithereens, I don't think it's going to be you know one two and two or two two and three even. I think there'll be you know some six four sets, maybe even a seven six. I think you know he'll never lie down, Diego Schwartzman. Yeah, he will. In the words of Maximilian Martyr, he'll make him work hard for his points and his his win, Um, and probably uh, entertain the crowd a lot in the process. But I I don't think there'll ever be a moment where we think, oh, hang on, the upset could be on here. Right. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, So that happened and uh, so what else is happening tomorrow tennis david tennis is happening and uh, if if you believe the the weather forecast which i'm sort of starting not to rain is largely happening as well interesting decision from the organizers not to bring the start time of 2 p.m forward tomorrow in anticipation of all that rain i mean frankly it might be because the forecast for the morning up until 2 p.m is every bit as bad um but amazingly i mean we're already into quarterfinals david i can't quite believe we're at the quarterfinal stage but unsurprisingly they've put uh, team against Verev as the centre court Philippe Chatrier match tomorrow starting at 2pm local time followed by Stevens Kazakina which I love the look of and then uh, Putin Saver oh, yeah. against Madison Keys is the uh, f- uh, that's the first match on Longland sorry second match on Longland Chekinato against Novak Djokovic but yeah Stevens and Kazakina team and Zverev settle in it's going to be good some nice matches there on paper aren't there I mean you can just you can imagine the way that the uh, Kasekina and Stevens sort of paint their pictures on a tennis court against anybody and to, to, to do that against each other I think that'll be a really beautiful match to watch in terms of the, the rally types they have Oh yeah, I love Dario Kazakina. I, I really, I, I watched her courtside yesterday I think I said for the first time I, I've obviously watched her play plenty before but watching her right up close and, and the what she does with the tennis ball is is absolutely amazing. The angles she creates, the she's really got a great tennis brain. She's got the perfect game for clay. She looks like she was sliding in the womb. I mean, really, <laughs> really, really she- special movement-wise um, on the clay. Really, it was... It was really interesting watching her play Wozniacki because, I, you know, as much as everyone talks about how Wozniacki doesn't move well on clay, I've never you know really seen it shown up in the way it was yesterday against Kazakina there there were balls that Wozniacki had the foot speed to get but didn't 
or, or, or once she got there, she wasn't able to do it just because she didn't slide into them. Whereas Kazakina, there were balls where you thought, she's never going to get there. And then suddenly she's doing this big slide and, you know, she's got the racket on the ball and she's completely back in the point. Um, so, yeah, I love the look of that match. Um, and uh, I don't know who's going to win it, David. There you go. No, I don't really know who's going to win it. I'd probably go for Stevens because I, she's been there and done it at, at this sort of level before. And I think she's got maybe just a bit more on her strokes. But, well, maybe not on that surface, though. Maybe the extra spin on the game of Kasatkina will come through. I'll just about go for Stevens. Um, and I and team and Zverev. I, th- I think I was saying team yesterday, wasn't I? You were. We were both saying team. Just, just, uh, just a, a very final word on Daria Kazakina. Um, she, <laughs> she had to uh, rush off from her press today. Uh, she wasn't able to have a nice afternoon off because she had to spend the day moving. Oh no, sorry. I think this was was this yesterday. Or was it today? Anyway, um, she wasn't able to have uh, a nice relaxing day that she had planned to. Um, because she had to move from her Airb- her Airbnb expired because she hadn't booked it beyond beyond the first week and she had to move into a hotel and she was asked about it she, she was asked about it in her press conference you know why didn't you optimistically book for it beyond week one and she said oh we well, have to you have to pay in advance and you just never know <laughs> Catherine. Uh- uh, as uh, oh, Nick Kyrgios is just walking past, lolloping around uh, with his hoodie up. Uh, anyway, Daria Kasatkina is in an Airbnb. I mean, uh, lots of them uh, are, David. It's really, really common now. It's not. Don't what? turn your nose up at an Airbnb. Hang on, they're not sleeping in someone's shed. Airbnbs can be. Uh, I, I don't really know what they are. Airbnbs are, it can be anything from a luxury penthouse apartment to a shed. Oh. Yeah. I didn't really know that. That's interesting. David Law, in oh. touch in touch with the 21st century, as always. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Well, I'm learning stuff all the time. Well, now I better learn about going to get the train back home uh, because Surbiton is starting to get a little bit dark and, uh, and close up for the night. Uh, Catherine's going to go and have her cheese board and uh, look forward to the tennis tomorrow. Do have a look at our twitter feed and our instagram page to to see some magnificent tennis podcastaways uh, who've all entered our competition uh, to try to win a, a holiday a three-day holiday in la manga um which uh, we're offering at the moment our partners the la manga club um we are also produced in association with the telegraph where you'll be able to read that Leighton hewitt interview which i've just been talking about i've been interviewing Leighton with charlie Eccleshare today uh we are Executive produced by Melanie Bowes, by Triple S, by Tennisballs.com. Our mascot is Charlie the Ferris. Catherine Whitaker, uh, you are going to be back, I hope, with us tomorrow, are you? Am, am I assuming that's right? Can you stand any more after the disappointment, the disillusionment of, uh, of Serena Williams against Sharapova not happening? Will you be back with us tomorrow? Uh, well, I intend to, but I'm not sure my heart can suffer another crushing disappointment. So, um I hope you're listening, Dominic Team and Sasha Zverev, because that really <laughs> needs to be a good match. Slash the weather. If it yes. if it pours with rain, I really, really, really will be disappointed. You didn't listen to me, David. There's been a there's been an animal based entry to Tennis Podcastaways. The the gauntlet has been thrown down. What what's the animal entry? It's a cat. It's a cat curled up with with a phone listening to the podcast. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Awesome indeed. Well, all the more reason to go and have a listen. So uh, that is something you need to go and check out. Catherine and I will be back with another tennis podcast tomorrow. Maybe I won't be. Maybe Catherine will have some way better guests. But we'll find out then, and we'll speak to you soon. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.